Coming up, we go deep on the dirt racing streaming services in response to some recent questions and comments I've gotten. Let's go. Today is Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. In recent weeks, I've had a few comments and questions about the Dirt Racing streaming services, so I figured we could address some of those today. Two of those uh, specifically came in from Steve and MS Dirt Fan. The business of dirt racing is something that is super interesting to me as I'm kind of just a nerd like that, and I spent actually a lot of time working on Dirt Vision when I worked at World Racing Group. I was around for a lot of the different iterations of Dirt Vision, including when we added the free vault section, uh, and then when things moved from the pay-per-view model over to a subscription-based model, I actually built a lot of the code to handle those added features. Nowadays, Chris Owens has transitioned into that role with Dirt Vision, and Brian Dunlap and his DB squad have continued to evolve the service and make things better. So I feel like I have a decent grasp of the technology, the promotion, and kind of just generally how things work with the streamers. I was even actually around for the beginning of Flow Racing when they did a deal to stream the Super Dirt Car Series, and we did a lot to help bring them up to speed at a time when they didn't really have anyone in-house who really understood the sport of dirt racing. Obviously, things are very different today with Michael Rigsby at the helm. At this point, Dirt Vision and Flow Racing lead the way with a bunch of smaller niche streaming services making up the rest of the landscape. Dervision is owned by World Racing Group, and they aren't going, uh, going anywhere as the official service of the various series owned by World Racing Group, like the Outlaws. Along the way, they've also done deals with some uh, marquee racetracks like Knoxville, Williams Grove, Hussett's Jackson, and even expanded down under to uh, Perth Motorplex. Flow Racing is a sub-brand of the larger Flow Sports universe, but I think is actually one of the top properties now under that bigger brand. Flow is a venture-backed business that was started in 2006 to cover college sports, but has uh, since expanded into all sorts of other verticals, including combat sports, bowling, rodeo, rugby, uh, and a whole lot more. Mark Floriani, who was part of the three-man founding team, is actually still the CEO today. Unlike most of the rest of the dirt racing streamers, Flow has a ton of capital at their disposal, having raised something like $75 million through Series A, B, and C rounds of funding. That money isn't all behind Flow Racing, but those resources have allowed the service to do things like acquire Speed Shift and Dirt on Dirt and make deals with series like USAC, the All-Stars, and now even NASCAR. Whereas we know that Dervision is a cornerstone of the World Racing Group business as a whole uh, and isn't going anywhere, the future of Flow Racing and Flow Sports is definitely something to watch for. The investors that have put all that cash into the company will want an exit at some point, and that usually means one of two things. Flow will either get acquired by another larger entity, maybe a big media company, or they will go public. Only time will really tell where they eventually end up going. In the meantime, as we've talked about uh, pretty regularly here, streaming has pumped a bunch of money into the ecosystem of dirt racing and has allowed for stability at companies like World Racing Group and added purse and points and bonus money for racers around the country. A big reason why XR is able to do what they're doing on the late model side right now is because they own their own streaming service. But this proliferation of streaming has led to a lot of race fans uh, that need to start kind of making some tough choices about the way they consume the sport. Like we've seen across the board in, in basically all forms of entertainment, the unbundling and cord cutting that was originally supposed to help us actually save money from the expense of cable companies has now probably reached the point where we're actually paying more than we were before. When you start talking about subscriptions for Dirt Racing, Flow, or for Dirt Vision, Flow, Map TV Plus, XR, Racing Dirt, 
Uh, plus a lot of the pay-per-view broadcasts through SpeedSword and the myriad of services that use their platform. Things can get expensive really quickly if you want to watch dirt racing either on an app or on your computer. I currently have active subscriptions from several providers, and if you wanted a year of Dirt Vision, a year of Flow, and a year of Mav TV Plus, you're going to spend about 550 bucks. On a monthly average, that's about $45, but none of those are actually monthly plans. I do pay the upfront deals because you get to save a little bit of money, so that, all, that $550 bucks all comes out at once. That's a tough ask for a lot of people. If you go monthly with things like XR or even the Dirt Vision monthly plan, it gets even more pricey from there. That's a tough thing when people ask which service they should get as well. The big players aren't really interchangeable. The question is really which, uh, which races and series do you want? Because uh, the each one offers different things. Like, you know, Dervision has all the World of Outlaw stuff, plus those tracks I mentioned. Flo's got USAC, the All-Stars, a bunch of late model things, plus, you know, some of the other uh, motocross and drag racing. So you can't really say that they're the same thing. Like, you can't say, should I get Flow or should I get Dervision? Because it kind of Depends on what you want to watch. I do think over time you'll continue to see prices come down a little bit and for there to kind of be some consolidation. But Flow and DV aren't going to be interested in every track and series and race because some just won't make enough money to be worth adding to their kind of uh, offerings they already have. And because of that, some of the smaller providers will continue to exist on some level. And along with that, we've even seen some tracks start their own services because they want to control everything from the gate to the streaming. Smoky Mountain Speedway is one example we've talked about this year, and Lernerville does their own through the SpeedSport platform as well. This obviously means they get to decide pricing and which events to show, and they also get the cash flow. But in an ever more competitive landscape, can they convince enough people to pay on a per-race basis to make it work? I think that's a really big question right now for those, uh, those tracks that are going to kind of try to do this on their own. And especially for much smaller local and regional racing, it's easy to see a bunch of people tuning into a World of Outlaws show or a Lucas show, but when you've got a local program kind of consisting of something like six divisions of local hobbyist racers, are people going to pay to watch that online? I think that's uh, something I'm really skeptical about right now. So more options than ever before, that's good. More money in the system, that's also good. But lots of choices is a double-edged sword, and the cost will eventually push out a lot of those other consumers. There are also other negatives within the services, including the fight for control over certain events. What I mean by this is when we have a series uh, that race together on one night that have deals with competing streaming companies. Uh, the USAC and World of Outlaws stuff at Eldora is one example. Same with the Dirt Car and All-Star stuff at Dirt Car Nationals. And another time we'll see this coming up is when the World of Outlaws lay models go to Wisconsin in May. They share that weekend with the USMTS Modifieds and Race and Dirt has already tweeted that they will be switching back and forth because a deal couldn't be worked out to show both sets of racing on both services. The services don't want to budge on their ownership rights, which they're certainly entitled to, but in the end, the fans really end up losing. I would have thought after a year or two of pressure and kind of the complaining from the fans that the services would find a way to handle these situations better, but so far we've had no movement. The sides stay dug in on their positions. As a whole, though, I think the expansion of streaming has been a net positive for dirt racing. The money is obviously good, as I've mentioned, as is the opportunity for fans to watch more racing than ever before. As fans of Dirt, we don't want to be limited in what we watch, and if we can't get to the track, we should have the option to watch what we want, when we want. It's allowed fans to learn about new tracks and drivers, they've discovered new series and car types, and it's made the big events even bigger. All of that is good for the future of the sport. There is still a lot of antiquated thinking out there about the effects of streaming on things like ticket sales, uh, and I think for a lot of the smaller streamers, they need to realize the value of the video they capture and do a better job of using it to help promote the racing. 
I would also like to uh, see show quality expand across the board with better cameras and stream quality, better audio, and expanded content around the actual on-track product. Uh, you know, we've kind of gotten to this point where, you know, in a lot of broadcasts or a single broadcast, you've got the PA mic pumped in and that's just, the, you know, that's just the broadcast. And in some instances, I know that, you know, the way the events are run or, or how much money you're going to make off of that don't justify adding to those broadcasts. But I do think that's something we, you know, kind of need to continue pushing the uh, the edges on. I think we, uh, we still have a long way to go with that, you know, this kind of area of things uh, of show quality for a lot of the services. So hopefully all of this answers your questions, but kind of gives you a better idea about the full picture of dirt racing and the streaming platforms. If you have other questions about streaming or just generally dirt racing questions, feel free to drop them in the comments below, email or the DMs for Dirt Tracker are open uh, kind of everywhere uh, on all of the social media platforms. Over to a news item I wanted to mention today, the first point, uh, points paying weekend for the All-Stars has been postponed. They were supposed to be at Attica on Friday and Saturday this week, but wet weather is pushing the racing back a week to April 15th and 16th. Obviously not what we wanted, but hopefully the weather will start playing nice and at least the event was postponed and not canceled. For more on the All-Star schedule, visit allstarsprint.com. And just this morning, I dropped a fresh conversations episode, this one featuring NASCAR crew chief Jeremy Bullens. Jeremy won the Daytona 500 this year with Austin Sindrick and has been a fixture at Team Penske for several years. But I wanted to know about his upcoming deal to field Tyler Courtney in his dirt lay model at Eldora. Sunshine will take on the Flow Racing Night in America show next week before attempting the million in June. When he's not busy atop a NASCAR pit box, Jeremy dabbles with late models and currently has both a crate car and a super. He's had some notable names drive for him in the past, including Chris Ferguson and Devin Moran. We get into all of that in the episode, so check it out on the YouTube channel or where you get podcasts. If you're looking for other dirt racing podcasts this week, Ohio Dirt has Nate Dussel, Passing Points has Wit Gastineau, Forward Bite has John Ruggiero Jr. and Dale McDowell. And there are new episodes of Open Red, The Dirt Reporters, and The Dirt Nerds. To see the full list of shows and episodes, hit up dirttracker.com slash podcasts. If you have your own dirt racing podcast, drop me a message. I'd like to keep that page as updated as possible. And it seems like we've had a few shows kind of go dark here. And I know there's some new stuff that's popped up. So shoot me an email or a DM with your show information and we'll get it added to that page over at dirttracker.com. And there are two shows on the streaming schedule for today. Dirtvision has micros and legends cars from Millbridge and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.